Good evening and welcome to another episode of Bar Study, where we discuss love, love, I'm your host, Shade Walker, a 3L at CUNY Law, and I'm accompanied by my lovely co-host, Shaniqua Parker, also known as Sha, also a 3L at CUNY School of Law. So yeah, girl, let's let's you know how we do our little powwow session uh, before we get into yes. So yes, ma'am, congratulations on passing the NYLE. Thank you. So proud of you. you, girl, you did all three tests, and I know you passed all three tests. Period. Yeah, everybody has been sending me good vibes, and I was like, listen, don't be mad at me, but I'm an attorney. So if you really don't feel genuine and happy for me, just keep it to yourself. Keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> Okay. I don't need the, the bad vibes. I don't exactly. Need we do not need it. Bad vibes. They got no. The bad, I don't need it. Bad, bad energy. Hold on. I got a song for you for that. Cause I'm just feeling like lit. I mean, we are gonna get into the episode. You saw the thing I sent you, right? At the last yes. minute. It's Thank you, Sha. Because girl, that was last minute. You I was really motivated. You girl, you motivated me to be like, okay, should I get on your shit? And then. At one point, it was like four o'clock, and then Jim was like, "Um, yeah, it's four. I said like, it's four o'clock. I said I don't think I can go to dinner because I ain't look at shit. The shit that she looking at me all day. I ain't look at it. I because I've been doing wedding shit, girl. As you should. I'm trying to get these, girl. I'm trying to do these save the dates, and I'm trying to decide: do I need to um have pictures on the save the date which is who I am and it's who I want to be I'm extra so I want to take the engagement photos I want to mm-hmm. put it up on our website I want to put it on the save the date and you should have what you want exactly and it's also a good time to test out your hair and makeup and the photographer yes it is so see if it works out before exactly. the wedding exactly girls so I've got like the top of the top uh, hairdress, I mean, hairdressing and makeup and, you know, be doing, uh, everybody get their makeup done or whatever. Well, don't forget you, you're still dealing with your orientation, you know, dealing with getting into your new position and playing the wedding. Girl, I mean, I went right back to doing what I was doing, but now I have new responsibilities. So I understand it's always, and it's like, all of a sudden now it's like, oh yeah, you're an attorney. I have to remind them I'm not an attorney. No, I'm not. Not until December when New York decides to do their part. Conversation. Let me stop it. But just so you know, it's called energy and it's called stay far away. And that's the theme of the song. Bad energy. Stay far away. Uh-uh. Make stay far away. Anyway, let me get back to the episode and stop messing with the sound. Stop with everything. Girl, let's have this conversation. Yes. So let me just have it in regular degular without the headphones. <sighs> oh, I got to kill this bug because we had a fight earlier. It, it went missing the action. And now I see it. They got to go. <laughs> the first floor, I don't like this shit. And this thing got mad legs. I don't know what's going on. Girl, let me I'm tell you. City girl, we don't play these games. I don't know if you're dead, but you're dead now. Okay. <laughs> uh-uh, girl, let me tell you. Okay, first of all, there are, I don't even know, I counted earlier today and it was about 13, there are 13 fucking ladybugs in my bedroom. What, in your bedroom? In my bedroom. And they are all up 
they're all up on the light. <laughs> now you know ladybugs are. Oh my god! You ladybugs know are good up. luck. Everybody knows ladybugs are good luck. Don't care. Yeah, but ladybugs. it's a little bit much for just thirteen of them. That's what I was telling them, and I was like, Jim, there's thirteen. You know, it was fine <laughs> two nights ago when it was four or five, but now it's thirteen, and it's like he's like, oh, it's that time of year when they fly south. They'll okay, be but that's not the sun. Week. I get it, but okay, but the there's sun. 13 of them. I counted. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. And I'm not saying that they need to be murdered, but one was crawling on my computer and I scooped his ass up with a little oh tissue. And I put, I put him in the windowsill, which is how he probably fucking got in this bitch. So go back out the way that you came. They could never do it. Them and flies. They can never. Uh, they can never. The like, could never find a way out. Girl, how did your bitch ass get in? I'll be so she can't get out. I'm like, the window is open. What are you doing? The same way your bitch ass got in. It's the same go way out. your bitch ass need to get out. I'll be so confused. Damn bugs. This is why I be watching nature. So I can figure out why they so dumb. <laughs> I have to have a better understanding and be like, you know what? I just want the world to let me be. So I'm going to let you be until you buzz my way. You got to go. You look so cute. I love the shirt with the structured shoulders. So here's the weird thing. Express is like, you could be a style editor to have my little storefront, right? And I so need I to get some stuff for you from your store. Yes, it's on my Instagram, link in my bio. There's shirts and everything. And it's size exclusive, inclusive. So, you know, it goes all the way up to size 20. Awesome stretch, bitch. Awesome stretch. This is okay. A I did not know this that is, they must have recently expanded their sizes because yes, I felt like did. before it kind of stopped at a 16, which is what I am. But you know, depending you want to be sure, stretch, just- I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be in a shirt and like I barely fit it. <laughs> they are really good now with their I got the know, titty. They got, got a good titty. amount of stretch. It's not spandex, it's some other thing that they call it. It's supposed to stretch stretches a little better mm-hmm. and it's nice and i was like okay y'all and then we had that like i spoke to him on monday we had a quick conversation which was interesting because this is this is how i know my blog and shit is getting real because i'm talking to brands and stuff so we had a quick meet and it was like we really like your instagram and they gave me some tips on how to increase um just engagement and stuff and I explained to him, I said, listen, I was really hard on that blog and stuff in 2017, but then law school happened. And you can't be a social media influencer and go to law school part-time and have a full-time job. So that had to fall off to the leeway. I said, but I'm getting back into the group of things now that I have nothing else to study. Mm-hmm. Thank God. And, yeah, and then they also have things, too, where you can schedule posts. They have some Yeah, so things. I got to get up on So the, maybe, uh, like, you could do, like, one day a week or something where you could sit down and, like, schedule your shit. That's actually what she said. She said, you know, sit down once a week. You ain't gonna do it once a week. You plan out a whole month. I said, no, nah, once a week is good because my mom's be crazy, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I got back-to-back Friendsgivings coming up. I told her, well, they was like, How I know because you? you do your friends giving, so I'm glad it didn't conflict with the one that you have with your co workers because y'all have that every yeah, year. Because you know, we, yeah, you know, traditions, your family's who you make it. Yeah, it's like, true. Have to be, these are people I've known for like a decade. So, I mean, at the mm. end of the day, they're like another family. And then I got you, you know, my little school best. So you're going to have a whole decade plus of all kinds of stuff going on. As Girl. I was telling somebody, we planning this law firm. We're going to, we have passed that UBE. We are going to plan this law firm. I have decided I'm going to do some family law. Yes, I will. 
Mm-hmm. I it's, gonna, it's gonna be an all practice firm. I always yes. it that way. And you know, me oh, starting that? starting this job off in um in housing is definitely something I did not foresee myself doing. You know, you know me from day you one. Criminal, 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 criminal <laughs> and what happened was it's not a good time right now and god god knows better than i know you can make plans and god gonna laugh and it's not in his plans to have me in court every day in person so yeah it's basically what i'm saying is it's meant for me to be where i am right now because going Mm -hmm. into work every day going into court going into the pens it's not safe every time i turn around somebody's sick with covid in in criminal well my kid's school too because he's in a child's school here in newark and it's like at least once a week somebody has tested positive for covid Mm -hmm. um so you know it's it's, this is the new normal we're dealing with it just mask up Exactly. And, and, exactly. It's, and it's really important right now to spend time with your loved ones, people that you love. Yes. So I missed you like crazy. I can't wait to see you at the Friendsgiving. Mm-hmm. And yeah, girl. Gonna bring a bottle. Gonna bring a bottle. Yes, that's why I said bring a side dish or a bottle. And bring some libations. Um, I think I'm gonna be cooking curry goat, jerk chicken. Obviously, white rice to go with said curry goat. <laughs> Jim, Jim wants to make a turkey. Of course, he wants a turkey. Um, I will probably assign rice and peas and mac and cheese to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I have had Costco's mac and cheese, and it was really good. <laughs> Uh, I mean, have if that's what you it? like, listen, you host, no. I've have had, you ever had you know Costco's, Costco's mac and cheese? It's baked mac Never and had cheese. Never had that mac and cheese. It comes like pre-made and then all you got to do is pop it in the oven mm-hmm. and it's baked mac. It's like, it's basically the macaroni in a pot, but it's not baked yet. So it's like gushy, you. gushy, gushy, and then you stick it in the oven. <laughs> and it was good. Mm-hmm. For those, to listen, it. for those who is is standard, I feel like it was standard black people mac and cheese. It wasn't like, oh my god, it was great, but it wasn't <laughs> like it also wasn't like I'm a complain about this bitch. I'm a critique this bitch. I was like, okay. okay, this is from Costco, and this is good. So I'm gonna tell I'm one of these hoes, I'm gonna tell one of these hoes to bring a Costco mac and cheese, and tell <laughs> another one of these hoes to make some rice and peas. And Jim gonna make a turkey. And there we go. And I'll probably do some candy yams or whatever, whatever. But anyway. It'll be a nice meal. So it's gonna be nice. We'll have a good time. And it is it, it's just the one time we don't have to worry about all the chaos of law school. Exactly. It's a nice holiday. Nobody has to worry about having these few days off and then running this study. <laughs> it's great. No, we're we're getting back into the just of life after law school so it feels nice you know i'm still an adjustment months later child girl what is up with this you was mentioning the ladybugs and i have moths apparently <laughs> no because it's the time when all these insects and shit be flying south they because it's cold i'm gonna need so them all the bugs me by. are flying south right now i mean to ask me by girl girl i if I could show you this shit right fucking now, where's my <laughs> phone, girl? I'm gonna take a picture and I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text this shit to you because this shit right here, 
the way how my light fixture is looking right now, yeah. like with all these fuck, I want you to see these bugs, bitch. All of these fucking ladybugs, ho. All of these. I'm texting it to you right now, shy. It's a ladybug Thank you. fucking sanctuary in my room. I'm sorry that you are quite literally nature's sanctuary. Got your own BBC America series going on there. And that, you know what I'm thinking about? Life is that bitch. Do I let you live? Or do I kill you? I'm thinking oh, life Actually, or death. Life or death. <laughs> since we're talking about life or death, right? Should I end these bitches? Should I episode? end them? No, because they're ladybugs. However, I would say unscrew that area. Because if they all hanging out in the bulb area, just unscrew it and fling them outside. I don't have that thing over my, my light fixture anymore. So it's just my light is weird. I don't even want to talk about it. It's a weird light. But with that, let's get into this episode, boo. Exactly. With that, with life or death, bitch, let's get into it. Another motherfucking episode. Okay. Girl, what the fuck is going on in Texas? A whole lot of nothing. <laughs> and a whole lot of something. I mean, they just doing what America do best. Nothing is doing the most and nothing at all. Girl, it is not giving what it's supposed to have gave. That's what's happening. Basically, this new law that Texas passed, the SB8, it essentially has Texas looking like Handmaid's Tale. Okay. It's a damn ass. <laughs> that's that's what this ass. episode is called. It's called What in the Handmaid's Tale, bitch? Because I don't understand what's happening in Texas. So let me just enlighten, you know, our listeners. For those of you who do not know what the Handmaid's Tale is, what the fuck joke we making right now. I don't know <laughs> if you've been under a rock or what, but the Handmaid's Tale. Well, you got Hulu. Or maybe you don't have Hulu, but still, it's part of popular culture. So even if you never watched it, you probably you heard, heard of it. it. You've seen it. Right. Exactly. So Handmaid's Tales, basically, it's this novel that was written by Margaret Atwood. And this was, like, written in, like, I think the 80s or something. The late yeah. 80s. She wrote this uh, novel, and then it finally was adapted into the hit Hulu original series that we know as The Handmaid's Tale. So basically what happens in this novel is the birth rates plummet in the United States and actually all over the world, right? People are having a hard time getting pregnant. Children are precious commodities, blah, blah, blah. So basically some Christian ex, you know, extremists or fundamentalists, whatever you want to call them, they overthrow the U.S. government and they form the nation of Gilead. Okay, and in Gilead, essentially what they do is enslave um, fertile women to bear their children. Now, there's a whole nother backstory about how white women really, really, really love this show because it's like they're get to imagine essentially them being the star of antebellum. You know, they get to be the stars of slavery. I'm not with the performance of feminism because that's their version of white slavery. I don't want no parts of it. We won't even get into that. That's another separate matter. There's <laughs> a lot of mixed feelings, but I did enjoy the show thoroughly. I watched it. Yes, I heard the criticisms about it, but it's a but really it was good updated. show. It was updated. So the book is 
based in the 80s. So the show is more updated. You know, they based it on the fact that there was this STD situation going around. That's how people became infertile. So that's why the birth rates plummet because, you know, we running around here free sexing everybody without protection, ladies and gentlemen. Or just because they claim women are scarlet and they had free choice and they were on birth control and they blame it on a lot of things. They blame it on STD. And I'm just going to also throw it free choice. Please, you have the free choice of using a condom. Do so, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Mm -hmm. It, It doesn't just prevent pregnancy, it prevents gifts that keep on giving. And okay. you don't want those gifts that keep on giving, okay? <laughs> you you may have heard through the grapevine about, oh, how gonorrhea. So, you know, these things that can be easily, no, syphilis is a gift that can keep on giving. Herpes is a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, what is it? HPV is a gift that keeps on giving. So please, ladies and gentlemen, please wear a condom. And yeah. New York City in particular has condoms available at almost everywhere for free. No everywhere. Doctor's office everywhere. Um, but yeah, and especially women in Texas, you might want to go ahead and protect yourself because they're essentially trying to strip away Roe versus Wade. So, you know, we're going to get into the tea, but we also going to get into the legality. Okay. Cause this is love, <laughs> law and libation. So we sipping, what you sipping on girl? Uh, so I to get a little healthy and I have white cranberry juice with some Malibu. Okay. Here fruity i feel like it's refreshing okay that's good i have here some ginger ale because you know chicken noodle soup (laughs) soda on the side so i guess that that cures something right and a little jameson my my personal favorite the jamo and the ginger ale (laughs) um but yeah so we have to talk about it legally as well but let's just keep it light. Let's keep it cute. But we're going to get into Roe versus Wade. Okay. Don't forget that because we have the JDs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Let's talk a little bit, a uh, bit more about Gilead. Let's kind of paint the picture for our listeners. If you haven't watched the show, if you're a fan of the show, um, basically, we this is a world in which um, basically not only is it a threat to women's rights, but women essentially have no rights In this world, Gilead, whether you are a woman who's like a Jezebel and you're working in the cities to please men, whether you're a fertile woman and your body is simply a vessel used to bring children into this world, or whether you're a woman uh, like like Miss Waterford, who was, you know, a high commander's wife, she still got her pinky cut the fuck off for reading. You know what I mean? Like, you, you know what the, the the background is that is based on that, like this misinterpreted Christian fundamentalist, how someone viewed the Bible and what the Bible t- told them. Right. Like, you know, the reason why we failed as the country, because these women are out here being loosey goosey and just doing what they want to do. This women are not in a home. Mm-hmm. Women are out here trying to have careers. You damn right. We trying to have careers. Do you know the average age of women getting married now is well into their 30s? And women are waiting to have children now. Let's bring it back to reality. People, women are waiting to have children now because not only are some of us the caregivers of our parents, we out here caregiving our men, okay? Not me That's first, right. and my caregiving no men. But you end up being sandwiched between caregiving for your parents and then caregiving right. for your children. That's hard when you're trying to have a career, y'all. Especially when it comes to Black women. We tend to be the head of household. We tend to make more 
than our counterparts, our partners in relationships. We make more than them. So that, you know, in itself, you know, first of all, let's take it a step back. Let's talk about the respect in which women are, are due, okay? There was a time long, long ago when man worshipped women, okay? Yeah. We've all seen the Venus statues. We, we learned about it in, in, you know, social studies or whatever class, you know, anthropology, whatever class you studied and took, <coughs> you remember Venus figurines. Well, a lot of religions in, well, early on, like the paganism of it all was like, it was always after about the goddess and mother and nature. Right. And it wasn't until organized religion like Christianity and Judaism and all of that came into it, that it kind of shifted away from putting women at the forefront. And right. more so here is it God chose the man to be, right. you know, the it leader of the home. The patriarchy. Which and again, we know it's, how today. People, it's how people see and interpret religion, which is everybody's individual interpretation. But in Gilead's right. case, they was like, no, God said we being punished because you loosey-goosey women. And now they brought it back in and literally restricted women to the property of their men. It felt like it was the 1600s, y'all. That's that's kind of what it looked like. It was like a post-apocalyptic 1600s America. Right. Like it was there was no internet, and I mean, they I guess to them it felt no like phone. It was I mean, they only had like landline phones, no cell phones, all these things. But that's Gilead. Mm -hmm. But I also just want to like just highlight there was a moment in time, like I said, where women were worshipped. We were literally worshipped because we were the vessels that are able to bring life from what is known as the spirit realm into the physical realm in which we live. There is no other creature on the planet except for, I think, the what you call them things in the sea the little the little sea seahorses the seahorses i think seahorses get pregnant the males get pregnant but other than that bitch <laughs> there is no other creature on this planet that can produce life it's the women we are the ones who bring a child at nobody on this planet would be here without a woman so i think that we have moved so far from the respect that is owed to women for the thanks that is owed to women. You would not be on this planet. You would not be living. You would not be breathing. You would not be a conscious creature had it not been for a woman. If it had not true. been for the power of the pussy, had it not been for our vaginas and our wombs, you would not be here. So let's just start with that. Let's preface this conversation with the respect in which women are due and do not receive. We oh, are more true. than barefoot and pregnant because now we out here doing shit better than men, more efficient than men. So give us our respect where respect is due. See, it's going to be difficult to give respect because similar to what we saw in the handmaid's tale, rather than actually deal with the issues and work it out, they found a scapegoat, in this case, women. And when things go wrong, and a lot of things in society, the scapegoats end up being the women. Women. We have 
a racial issue in America. Like America in its essence is a racist country. Like our founding fathers were racist when they drafted the damn constitution. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the truth. That's the reality. It's a fact. And to argue that is ridiculous to me when you want to sit there and draft the damn law that prohibits a woman from getting an abortion. And, and it's our choice. It's our bodies. We have more pressing things in the country than to try to control an individual woman's right to control her body. Right. That's my that's my thing. Like we have a lot more pressing issues going mm-hmm. on than and for y'all to sit there in the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of, well, I can't even say that because it's Texas, so I don't really <laughs> think that they had an issue with Trump being being the president. I don't really think. It's fucking Texas. I mean, Roe versus Wade, that case started in fucking Texas. Okay, it started there, so it it makes it makes a hundred percent perfect sense. While we find ourselves full circle back talking about what happened in Texas, but I should so, make note that um, so there's this documentary out about the woman, one of the women, um, I believe it's Whoa, yes, and how she was paid to play that position and that they had built this whole story around this persona of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually did get an abortion, but the whole thing of her fighting the ability for women to have an abortion, their choice to have an abortion, like she said, that wasn't her game plan. And that right. it was ultimately right. taken because from her and ran with it. You have organizations like, you know, the ACLU and all these things, they take these model cases. So if they get wind of this, they're going to push it for other things. So since you brought up Roe versus Wade, okay, so, you know, in Texas, they had prohibited abortion unless it was to save the life of the mother. And this is 1973. Let's set the stage. Okay, so the constitutional right to privacy and autonomy over your body, we do have that, right? That's in, it's in the constitution, but it's not exactly written out that way no so it's interpreted through the ninth amendment and the ninth amendment covers rights that are not specifically enumerated in the constitution such as privacy we all know we have a right to privacy we have a right to autonomy over our bodies we have a right to make medical decisions but those things are not specifically written out in the constitution it's interpreted in the broadness of the language. And so they use the Ninth Amendment and the 14th Amendment, which is the right to personal liberty. And liberty is very broad. It's essentially, you know, so the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we've all heard that before. And how you choose to define that is usually on a case-by-case individual basis, right? It says as long as it's legal. Right. It's acceptable because that's what makes you happy. Exactly. And so, you know, so this case, you know, went to district court. They agreed with her, but it didn't stop or, you know, there was no injunction against the state of Texas. So she went a step further and she pursued it and took the case to the United States Supreme Court. And essentially what the court did, you know, we know this, don't even get me started on on these (laughs) levels of scrutiny, but, you know, it had to be a compelling state 
interest, right? That would justify some limitations on abortion. So what the Supreme Court did was they just kind of did a scale and they looked at, you know, a woman's rights and they kind of looked at the compelling state interest. And so in the first trimester of your pregnancy, which is the first three months, essentially when you can have an abortion and the risks of having that procedure are actually less than the risks associated with childbirth. Cause as we know, as black women, giving birth, black going women. to the hospital, I could die and never come back. You know the what I mean? Death rates among black women are extremely high, especially compared to other races, which is a whole nother topic, but, <laughs> but um, yeah. So essentially in the first trimester, the women's rights outweigh any compelling state interest. So in the first trimester, a woman has the right to make that choice. And once you talk about uh, viability of the fetus outside the womb, that's when the state now has a compelling interest to say, okay, if we allow you to have abortions in your second trimester and your third trimester, there is a potential risk to your health, to the child's health. Mm -hmm. And that's when it gets complicated. So basically that's why we have today limitations as to abortion but it doesn't completely outright ban it it no but it have a certain state certain stages of your pregnancy but certain states have a right because again people forget there are states rights so certain states have a right to outright prohibit abortion in essence and make it difficult and not from the individual person more so through legislation that prohibits organizations from providing abortion so there's really no abortion providers in your state. It's right. not preventing you from getting an abortion, but you can't get one if there's not a provider in your state. Because right. So you have to cross, cross state lines. Exactly. So this is where it gets iffy and people are not understanding. So that, in essence, what this is doing is forcing a lot of Texan women to have to go across state lines to neighboring states. And if what you're saying, or you're about to say, there are tons of states that they basically can't go to that are neighboring exactly. states. Okay, so go ahead, Sha. Continue. Please paint a picture for our listeners how... Basically, Texas is taking us back, and it's really scary because it's it's so analogous to Gilead that it's fucking scary. So, as I said earlier, it's not that they're penalizing an individual, so they're not necessarily coming after a woman's right, directly after us as individual women, our right to have an abortion. What they're doing is making it difficult for abortion providers and they're empowering individuals to essentially snitch on abortion providers because in according to this Texas law, abortion at any time that cardiac activity is detected, not a fetal heartbeat, not a fetal heartbeat, cardiac activity. So anything that can resemble, it's not because the baby's heart don't form immediately. It's it's like this weird sound, like they can hear what will be the baby's heartbeat in essence, Mm -hmm. but it's not necessarily a heartbeat. It's cardiac activity, not exactly a heartbeat, right? 
Hmm. Now that activity can be detected as early as six weeks. Here's where it's messed up. Most people don't realize that they're pregnant until about six weeks, until you miss a period, which is exactly. six Exactly. And so, that's the problem. That now you go a you, huge problem. Now they, they outlawed abortion per se. They're not penalizing us as women, but they're penalizing a, a procedure we'd like to get. So at six weeks, you find out you're pregnant. You go right. to your doctor and you try to attempt to get an abortion. You perhaps maybe tell your best friend who happens to be a fervent Christian evangelist. And oh. you let her know that you're considering termination. Mm. You go to the doctor. You discuss it because this is your doc. This is your right. This is the patient. Doctor privilege. This is mm. your right. No one can ask you what kind of conversation you had. But right. push comes to shove, you go and you have your abortion. Mm -hmm. um your friend realizes this and decides to report that she knows that you had an abortion thus because there was potential or there was cardiac activity in the fetus you are now deemed to have committed an illegal abortion and now the provider is charged so th there's a number of ways where this is messed up because as the social worker in me is upset is because this this literally puts people in a position to have no support Right. Because you don't know how the people in your life may respond to that, especially if you're being forced. We, you don't know the situation in which the pregnancy occurred. Right. The sex could have been consensual, but the relationship may not have worked out. The, the right. relationship may be abusive. It may not be a good time to have a child. They may not be able to afford a child. She may be now alone. There just may be circumstances in which this is not the right time to have a child. Um, she can't tell the child's father. She possibly can't tell her mother. So she has to go through this alone. That that's even more dangerous than right. having a support system because now there's a chance that the people that she turned to can snitch on her provider and there's this big chaotic situation because they took the power away from having a official a public official report and allows any individual to make a report. Right. That's crazy too because if you think about it, it's just like like when you talk about no support, it also forces you into dangerous situations. Absolutely. Because now people are going to get illegal e abortions. It's not going to stop people from having an abortion. It's going to no. force people to have illegal abortions. And that's not safe. And not that's illegal. That's not by a the licensed terms. professional who's, who's doing it. Yes, that's that illegal. Not by the terms of SBA. SBA is like, literally criminalizing any abortion if there's any cardiac activity but an illegal abortion is one that's not done by a licensed professional um is one that there's no safety this person isn't a medical professional it's like this is not their forte and you're in the back alley somewhere like exactly. that's not exactly now that can put the mother at risk it's so sad because Let's let's get into it. Let's let's talk about these states because Texas is very easy to say. Oh, leave Texas, move Texas. I said the same shit when I was watching um, Handmaid's Tale. I said at the moment when they fucking took my paycheck and <laughs> and and took my money and put it in my mail next of kin's account, bitch, I would have left America. <laughs> okay. I and grabbed that. my male next of kin by the collar of his neck and said, Give me my motherfucking money and let's go. We out. <laughs> we going to Canada. The minute that they fired all women from the workplace, my ass would have left. 
which is and, which is a big issue because she stayed because privilege allows her to stay to that extent. Right. So she stayed, and they literally waited until they, 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 they're huffing around in the woods to try to escape with a baby, a toddler. Who tries to escape a country in the woods with a toddler? Right. And, but now... In the in the moment when I was watching the movie, I was very critical. Like, bitch, I would have left it from day one. But now that it's happening in Texas, I'm like, damn, how the whole fucking state gonna evacuate? You know what I mean? Like, where the fuck do you go? It costs money to move. It's the middle of a pandemic. People don't have money or they're suffering from that, let alone pack up your shit and move. And then where would you move to? This. Don't don't forget that there's people there that wholeheartedly support this. Exactly. Like this is this is like there are supporters of this law, this right. ban, and they would be happy there. Is right. this for but the most part those who don't, where do you go? You know what I'm saying? You understand what I'm yeah. saying? For those who don't support it, for those who don't agree with it, where would you go? And it's hard. And let me tell you something. It's not the easy fix is not run to another state. No, baby. There are 11 states right now that are watching what's happening in Texas. And Um, they're using that as a blueprint. Okay, baby. 11 states. They wait in Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida, South Carolina, North Dakota, South Dakota, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, and Pennsylvania are waiting, waiting to do the same motherfucking thing. So what we gonna do? Bitches Gilead, bitches Gilead. I'm not trying to have my mouth sewn, bitch. Me and you, we talk too much. They ain't finna sew my mouth. A couple of those states are neighboring Texas states, which, again, causes a bigger issue because they already have some limitations on abortions in those states. So that's why they're watching. They're like, okay, let's see how we can do it like they do. Like, because we got our little limitations, but it ain't enough. We we trying to get in like Texas. And so that gives concern because if you're in Texas, you can't go to Mississippi. You can't go to Alabama. You can't go to Arkansas. Um, South Carolina seems a little far, but then again, I don't know. I'm I'm a New Yorker. I'm not trying to go any further than Essex County in New Jersey where I live now. That's that's far enough. <laughs> you know, right, in New right. York, we not trying to go no hour, no further than an hour out. Right. And to be honest, I was not surprised by a lot of these state, states. Like, I definitely wasn't surprised by Arkansas, Mississippi, Alabama, Florida. Florida always in some shit. I have family in South Carolina. I'm a little concerned about South Carolina. Not too much though, because I know in its essence, it is quite, I mean, that was antebellum South. Right. So like, if you want to compare that to North Carolina, North Carolina is way more progressive than South Carolina. Yeah. I was, that I was just thinking that they actually are. So yeah, you actually right. South Carolina is, I was a little surprised, but you know what? Yeah. It's, you know what it is? It's their faith. And I'm I'm not going to argue with them about their faith but i know that faith sometimes got you to make decisions that you think should be applicable to everybody <laughs> let me tell you something speaking of faith i'm not an avid christian i was raised that way i went to church of seven day Adventist. and regardless of what your faith is you need to understand that there are stories in the bible 
And some of them are not meant to be repeated or emulated. They are stories for you to learn a lesson. You know, we all know about, what was that? Uh, the, it was some, I can't remember, but it was some city that God destroyed because they was doing bestiality. And Solomon and, and Gomorrah. Yeah, Solomon and Gomorrah. And then whatever city they came from, like it was destroyed. So, you know, that was a lesson, a cautionary tale. It didn't mean that you should start fucking dogs and sheep and animals and cows and start getting your bestiality on, it was meant, Again, to, it was meant to deter you. It was meant to deter you from such activity. Like, you That's know, how don't you look, don't That's look how back because you'll turn to a pillar of salt or whatever. Shit like that. There are some stories in the Bible which are cautionary tales. And so there is a story in which Gilead model remember the ceremony in Gilead yes. how in the ceremony that's basically a Bible scripture and a rape that's literally what it is they read from the Bible the wife holds the handmaid down and the husband fucks her in in the attempt to get her pregnant that they took that from the Bible but did you ever stop to think there are some stories in the Bible which are cautionary tales which you are not meant to act out in present day. Yes, it, interpretation. You've interpreted a lot of them in the Bible as cautionary tales or as just tales to take a lesson from. Like when I grew up on the ASAP fables, like you you learn a tale from them. Don't be so no don't be so loose around the shyster. Like these are tales that you take out. You don't just so you the same way we try to teach the kids, don't put your hand on the stove. Like we tell them, don't put your hand on the stove. It's hot. You'll get burned. Right. And then play them games until they get their hand burnt because they have to learn it. But at the same time, it's, at the end of the day, it's interpretation. And sometimes people tend to interpret things in a way that's extremely beneficial to them. Exactly. Very, rather very than collective. It, yeah, rather than taking it for face value mm-hmm. and I think that's what's probably happening here in this whole abortion ban. And it it does feel like an attack. It absolutely is an attack, honestly. On our rights. Productive rights. We're taking it back. We're taking it back. We don't need to regress. This country has regressed so much. We don't need this right now. These people are sitting here talking about, oh, I care about the children. It's about the children. The same fucking states who are waiting in line to restrict the rights of women to choose are the same fucking states that rank the worst in education, that rank the worst in childhood poverty. So Don't forget, still gonna... have child marriage laws on the books. Girl. They allow 14-year-olds to get married. So, baby, tell me, what is your plan for these children after they are born? What is your plan? Okay? Because let me tell you something. When it comes to the states and how they rank in education, Ohio, 31 Texas, number 35, Uh, Pennsylvania, number 37, Arkansas, number 38, Mississippi, number 43, and Alabama, number 47 out of 50 fucking states. So what are you gearing these children up for? These children that you are forcing women to have. So you don't care if they got raped. You don't care if they was date raped. You don't care 
if the condom broke, you don't care if she forgot to take her pill. You don't care what it is. You're going to force a woman to make a decision, force her in, not even make a decision. You've taken the right Uh to choose away. So the right to choose is now gone and you have no plan for these children that you were forcing to come into the world. But when that has always been the case. No, right. but that has always been the case. Early on in the 90s, I remember when they used to have, the, they still have the processes, but you don't, you know, it's not so much of a surprise anymore because the 90s, it was like they were in front of the abortion clinic, acting a fool, being rude, threatening you, all kinds of stuff. And it was that, that was just different. It, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just a different vibe now. And the reality is what a woman does with their reproductive system is their decision. And yes, I understand it. Like there's this TikTok that, that shows the baby like, here, you left this in my vagina. But the reality is that it baked in me. Whether you left it in my vagina, your three-day-old maximum sperm. Because mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen, let me just remind you. It we lives. are born with the eggs that we have. Like we are born. The eggs that are in us are the eggs that we will have. And they age with us as we age. Okay? We don't make new eggs. We it, it's Listen, this is what we have. However, men make sperm every three days. Okay. That's like the time that I said, did you know I was technically inside my grandmother? Because (laughs) my grandma was pregnant with my mother. My mother had all the eggs that she would ever have or produce in her lifetime inside of her. So I was technically inside my grandma. We always nurture. Just just know that we nurture. And while I understand you leave a deposit, it's us that creates the human. Like we nurture it. It grows in us. And to take a right away from us, like our bodies is our bodies. We have the autonomy. We have the ability to make decisions for ourselves. Enslavement is not a thing in America if you let people tell it. And since we, you can't enslave me, you can't make a decision for what I do with my body. Okay, simple as that. Because once you in Gilead, they can't, and I'm scared. I'm scared because girl is really looking like Gilead. All right, so you know what made me laugh? I was talking to somebody, and I was like, "So when someone leaves sperm behind in a woman, it's basically conversion. Like it now belongs to me. Once I turn into a baby, it's completely different, and it belongs to me. So remember that case where that lady tried to argue they took something out of her, and it was like, well, it's medical waste, and so it belongs to the hospital. <laughs> blah blah blah. No, once you leave the sperm behind, okay, and I turn it into a child, that is conversion. That's all me." I made that. That is my property. It is nothing like you left behind, sir. It is a completely different entity. <laughs> Thus, it is still a decision I make because I made that. That's mine. That's how I see it. But wait, there's a That's state- not legal advice, y'all. <laughs> we don't give that. <laughs> but wait, remember there's like a state, like I don't know if it's like Pennsylvania or Virginia. Somebody is trying to now castrate men because if they have three or more children and don't support them, they are now going to snip, snip their ass. And I feel like... I don't think that that's Girl, you know the men... Girl, you know the men finna be up in arms about their balls. But at the end of the day, it's choice. It's taking away your choice. Yeah, I don't think that's right either. And people will try to categorize it and say, well, one is abortion and one is a limitation on the lives that you can produce if you don't support them. But at the end of the day, 
it is choice. If someone prohibits you from getting an abortion, they have taken away your choice. If someone sterilizes your balls, they've taken away your choice. Because people can have 20 kids if they fucking want to. That's their business. If you got the money to take care of your kids, that's your business. But like I I tell people, the one thing I can tell you, you have a constitutional obligation to take to support the children you make. Like you have that constitutional obligation. I don't. Yes, men do not. Maybe no, they do not. Men do not. Because how many women you know? Are single mothers raising kids by themselves? How many? I said support. You know? Yeah, I did. So they had to be in a relationship with no, the moms. No, but but some they don't even do that. They don't even make their child support payment. So at the end of the day, if a woman wants to say, "I don't want to be tied to this motherfucker right here for the rest of my fucking life and deal with his bullshit and his," he don't want to take care of his kids. He don't want to. It is absolutely her right. I have the right to terminate this fucking pregnancy because this motherfucker right here, what I know now is not what I know. What I knew when I laid down with his ass and I laid down with him. That's my mistake. He's a fucking idiot, but I shouldn't have to walk around with that for the rest of my life. Raising an idiot's kid. Being Regardless of the circumstances for the rest of my life. Regardless of the circumstances in which the child was conceived, it is ultimately your choice in order to Because guess what? With birthing that child. Because guess what? It's always the woman's fucking responsibility. Men walk away from responsibility every goddamn day. Like they say, it's always mommy's baby, daddy's maybe until Dina comes into the mix. Dina being DNA, y'all. And listen, (laughs) and again, that's why I say conversion. That baby mine's because I birthed it. You know, automatically the baby comes out of me. That's my child. There's no other question around. I need you to go back. I need you to go back. I ain't never heard that shit before. Who the fuck is Dina? Heard that it's always. No, bitch, I don't know who the fuck Dina is. Oh, Dina's DNA. My aunt made me watch a lot of fucking Medea. <laughs> I mean, I did too, but I did not get that one. Dana, I did not get that one. Dina is DNA until that come back. I watched a lot of Medea, but I watched the old school Medea, like on the DVDs. Remember those? Yeah, we used to watch uh, the plays and stuff. Yeah, that's why I used to watch the original plays. Which one is it? It's the one where they in the house and all the family come together. It was weird. Anyway, but yeah, so Dean, until that come in, because it's always that. Like, you know, is that the one where the mother was like the auntie and then the kid had found out? Is that? Yeah, something like that. Okay, girl, I remember that one. I remember that one. Yeah. Oh, her son? What was that? Oh, her her nephew? Mm hmm. Just know, like, listen, when we had to study, you have, technically, you have a legal constitutional obligation to take care of your child. So if you're going to force a woman to have a child, be ready to be forced to take 17 or more percent of your paycheck out because she's coming for you and she has every legal right to come for you if that's the case. Y'all have to understand there are consequences to this. So being spiteful and going to report and and forcing a woman's to have a child that's a child is expensive i have three of them mm-hmm. and i guarantee i spent probably a good million in my lifetime on these damn children don't know where that million came from and don't know where it went but i guarantee you because they have to eat they, they gotta eat they gotta be clothed gotta they want to have gotta, activities yes. they have a roof over they their have school stuff All you got you required by law to sit in the school school ain't cheap even if it's a public College, school education. room board all type of nonsense so they that's my thing. If you're going to force women to have children, then states need to step the fuck up because this is a state law. 
Okay, so if the state wants to force women into giving birth, then the state needs to step up and support these women. We because need better maternity leave. Listen, how we need the better fuck, maternity the main, Let me tell you, the main states who cannot wait to follow suit behind Texas, y'all all, Texas and all of y'all need to get your shit together because Ohio, again, education, and when your education is 31, 35, 37, 38, 43, 47 out of 50 states, those children that you forced women to bring into this world deserve better let's talk about childhood Wait, poverty right, not just not just the children before we get to the children first of all they have to work on supporting the women that's one so you got to start making sure that you giving women equal pay because if y'all out here paying a 70 cent on a dollar and that's white women who get 70 cent on the dollar because black women get 43 cent on the dollar if you go and give us 70 to 43 cent on Tell the dollar, it. we can't support a Tell child them. on that. That's what. Give us Tell better maternity leave, all right? Because three months, or some people get six weeks paid leave, but three months is not enough, okay? Because you have to... If you're pregnant, you have to wean a damn child. And weaning is not easy when all they've ever drank is the milk from your breast, okay? Tell and then them. you have to deal with the detachments. It's a lot that goes through giving birth to a child and then having to give them to somebody while you go back to work. Or so that's about, something else. Child care is another How about issue. the health care in this fucking country? How about the fact that women are dying, especially black women? So you're going to force me to have a baby? And then I die during childbirth because you don't even want to listen to me when I tell you I'm in pain. You don't want to listen to me when I tell you something's wrong with my body. Do you know how many women? And I'm yep. talking about rich fucking women, rich women with the best health care. Fucking Beyonce almost died. Fucking Serena Williams almost fucking died. And fucking Cardi B just opened up talking about how she almost fucking died during childbirth. So you want to force women to have children and then not step the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And let, let me get into child poverty. Hold on. I got to get there because you want to talk about forcing children into the world this world is a bunch of fucking bullshit. If your skin is black, if your skin is brown, if you are a fucking immigrant, if you are part of the LGBTQ plus community, your life is shit. So you care about bringing children into the world, but you don't care about children unless they're fucking cisgender white men. Let's be real about that. So you want to- Technically, that's what the law is guided toward. Right. You want to force because white people are dying. White people are dying in this country. Their numbers are decreasing. They went from being 80% of the population in like the 60s and 70s to today they are like hanging on by a thread at 53% of the of the united states population so that's why that's what the law was based on to increase the population their has decreased by over 30 percent and these yes, but we scared. but we end up as the collateral damage because the law is not out there to, to stop us from because if let's be honest america would be happy with less black babies but the reality of the situation is the law was drafted to prevent 
what they consider white genocide. And in doing that, we end up as collateral damage because we do happen to peruse abortion. What the hell is white genocide? Who's responsible for the death of white people? That's drugs, that's alcohol, that's abuse, abuse of prescription drugs. It's it's one of those new buzzwords going around. I have no idea uh, what's what that means. shit they like to do. Um, uh, not meth. Well, they like meth too. What's the other one? Opioids. That's got nothing to do. Genocide is like the murder of of a people at someone else's that hand. Is the that's new what word they're saying for the decline in the white population. Look, leave me out of that shit. Then put white women on in the law. Then put put say white women can't have abortions. Then you know they can't. You know, they can't, they, you know <laughs> legally they can't put any race in any of our laws. I understand, but that ain't well. Then describe they ass. Describe them. I don't know. Say it's blonde hair, blue eyes. I don't know. Alabaster skin. Do something. Leave me the fuck out of it. But this is where the implicit bias of our laws come in. Like all of our laws are written in a way that there's this implicit bias in them and that we end up, people of color end up as the collateral damage if the laws aren't outright written to criminalize us, including the the ability to choose what to do with your reproductive system. But here's the thing. Numbers don't lie. And when it comes to childhood poverty in the United States, I read an article by USA Today. 39.5 39.5 million Americans are living below the poverty line. 12 million of them are children. There are 12 million children living in par- poverty. And Mississippi has the most children living in poverty. of children in Mississippi are living in poverty. 28%. They have other things to worry about than worrying about a woman's reproductive rights. This is what I'm talking about. Like we have more pressing issues in this country. Why you want to sideline? Why you want to sideline? I am mine. Why you watching my pussy? Why you watching what the fuck I do with my pussy? Actually, they're watching your womb, boo, your womb. <laughs> they no, don't care pussy. who's going to your pussy. Is what they the, leave behind. Listen, girl, the pussy lips, the canal, the womb, the no, ovaries, all of it. It's no, they not just business. Really, no, they really, they don't care who's going in and out your pussy. It's what they leave behind that hangs out in the womb is what they're concerned with. Because as soon as they hear any cardiac activity, I swear to God, they well, just come out with these words. Need to rack, need to rack up on some goddamn Plan B. Okay, rack that, up. That's not rack up birth control, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, you going on a vacation real quick with your boo, and you plan to turn up? Then yes, Plan B it. But it is not regular birth control. That's one. To talk to your doctor, there are tons of options. It's a mess. I'm sorry, Sha, it's a mess. And then, I don't know, have you heard about the whole Cori Bush thing? She's one of the um, lawmakers who spoke out about her I heard her story. I didn't hear, the, I didn't hear her story verbatim, but I heard, you know, I read through the grapevine that she was a victim of rape. Right. And it caught, it resulted in pregnancy and that she got an abortion. But like she Correct. said, she shouldn't be the only narrative. And she's right. Because exactly. at the end of the day, you shouldn't have to be raped or be the product of incest in, in order to get an abortion. Babies are expensive. Babies or even your life be threatened. You don't have to have your life be at risk. Like you said. Go ahead, Sha. You said you got three kids and what? Babies are expensive. 
expensive. Um, and I don't mean just the financial aspect. Like they take time, they take effort, they take love, they take patience. And you have to, it takes for an individual to realize when they have their child. And I'm only talking about for those with, with, with their first child, having your first child. You realize that it's bigger than you. Because now there's this, this defenseless little being who depends on you for everything. And I'm not sure if people are paying attention, but uh, the girl who used to be married to Tatum, Shannon Tatum, the mm -hmm. dancer girl, she was like, after they had their first child, she felt like she was a single parent because he was out and about working. It's very hard to take care of a child. It's even harder to take care of a child as a single parent mm -hmm. without a village. Like, I've been blessed. I've had a village. My family has almost always been there. Mm -hmm. And even when I thought I was going to get the way, they were still there. Like, I've been blessed. <laughs> so this is, yes. Even when I thought I was going to go out and move... <laughs> I, I moved to another state. My mom lived a couple of towns down, about an hour away. Like, I didn't go far. But the reality is that I've been blessed to have a village. So even as a single parent for most of my life, because I was in a very long-term relationship. But even so, I had family. I had a village. I had my sisters. I had my friends that I call family. Um, and that's hard for someone who may be in a situation in which they have no one. Like, it's not to say you can't do it, because it is a lot of super moms out there. There's a lot of moms who, like, pulled up by their bootstraps and made it happen, just them and the baby. But it's hard, especially when, you have, when you're the one to provide and be the breadwinner mm -hmm. for the child. And you're the one with the job. Your child gets sick. There's no one else to sit at home with your child when your child is sick. And if it is, it's going to cost you an arm and a leg in child care. Mm -hmm. It's hard. And that's the thing. My only thing is, this country... In some ways, it's great. And in some ways, it's lacking. Mm -hmm. And if you want to impose on me that I have to bring a child into this world simply because I pissed on the stick and the bitch said it was positive, then you as a state that is imposing that on me has to step it the fuck up. If you want to force women and you're not. And that's the thing. You're going to force women to have children, but then you don't give a fuck about these children after they're born. The same states who are lacking in education want to force you to have a baby. The same states that have childhood poverty at an all-time high, those are the states that want to force you to bring a child in the world. You don't hear oh, New wait. York. You don't hear New York doing that shit. You don't hear, hear New mind. Jersey doing that shit. No. New Jersey has one of the best education systems in the nation. Yes, I'm not gonna lie. My son is, is actually experiencing like all the effort that these teachers put in. And, and you don't hear New Jersey Shout doing that shit. To the child school system in Newark. But here's the thing: those particular states that are looking at all that are also states that do not invest in their public entitlement system. So as far as public welfare benefits, they are zilch in those states. And that's the other issue. If you're not going to invest in social services, you're not going to invest in entitlement programs, job opportunity programs, you shouldn't be encouraged in the birth of children who are going to need those services that you refuse to offer. And like you said, people of color, people who are poor, they are collateral damage. Absolutely. Because we are the ones that they got at this As form. a law student, I have seen it time and time again. This country was founded on racism and racism has not gone 
anywhere. It is still here. It is alive. It is breathing. It is in the laws. It's in redlining. It's it's everywhere you turn your head yeah. is racism. And that law, you when you're talking about states who have the worst rank in education, have, like you said, the worst, the, the states aren't offering anything. So a lot of people are going to fall through the cracks. What it says is that I want to promote the welfare of wealthy, middle-class, white children. I want to promote their birth. You say that though, are they really the ones out there getting illegal abortions? Because they could resolve. No, they're not. That's what I'm saying. We're the ones who suffer. Like you said, the law is written and on its face, on its face, it's not racist, but I can see through your bullshit. I can see through everything that we do. There's no way that you can force people to have children and then be at the bottom. How the fuck is Alabama Alabama, sit down and shut the fuck up because you rank 47 out of 50 in education. So you have nothing to say about children because you don't give a fuck about the children that are here in your in your state getting an education. You don't give a fuck about them. So what it says to me is I only care about the elite. I only care about white children who come from middle class or upper middle class or wealthy families because they're the ones who are set up for success. Because if you're forcing poor people to have children, they're going to go to schools that rank 40 fucking seven and you're going to, and 30% of the kids are going to be living in poverty. So I, know, his, so I know you don't care about kids of color. I know, his, I know you don't care about them. So here's what happens when kids live in poverty and parents are stressed. What ends up happening is, like you say, they sit into these shitty schools. The teachers in these shitty schools are stressed. And someone calls Child Protective Services. And so there's a large number in these areas with a large number of child poverty. There's a large number of Child Protective Service interventions and engagement because poverty builds stress. It literally thrives on stress. It's stressful to be poor. And poverty is not neglect. I have to say that. Not, it's not. And that's what they tend to try to portray. And so you know, rather than offering services, for example, rather than coming in and offering mom some job opportunities, they're stressing her out and making her do an anger management class because she done yelled at the lady for interrupting her when she's on her way to work. Because who, how's she going to feed these babies with this little bit of food stamps that the state is giving her? It always ends up reading something else and then what ends up happening is that we have children who are taken from their homes and then later adopted by these well-to-do individuals and so again Gilead bitch Gilead this is what I'm saying so although they're attempting anybody finna sew my lip shut bitch anybody sew my lip shut that shit hit me hard yo when June went to this went to the capitol and then she was talking to that bitch she was talking to her right she was like, hey, girl, hey, you know, they, you know, they was putting on their pajamas and they was in the room talking. And she was like, so you're not going to answer me like you just you just don't want to talk to me like you that dedicated to the silence. Like it's nobody here. And when that bitch turned around and her fucking lips was so shut. And don't forget, she was from she was a part of that dude. I think that was from New York or 
Pennsylvania or something. He was from somewhere else, but wherever he was at, I wasn't going. And if it was from New York, I was going to be devastated. But then again, you know what? I can see it happening. Okay, New York City is like the only progressive part of the state. Let's be honest here. If you ain't in the five boroughs, you just, and I mean, outside of that, once you leave the five boroughs, it's a different story. Westchester is getting a little bit better. I've heard. It's a little diverse or whatnot, but at the end of the day. Diversity doesn't mean anything if it's not inclusion and equity. Okay, they could be sitting around there, but if they ain't voting in the election, it's going to be the same status quo, the same people getting elected. Girl, at the end of the day, ladies, protect yourselves. If you don't want to have no babies, protect yourself. Condoms, spermicide, fucking birth control, take the pill, get the shot. Get the IUD fucking put inside of you. Now Be honest with your GYN doctor about your sexual activity. There is no need to hide what you do in any streets from your doctor because they prescribe your medication. Like they can't help you if you don't be honest. And I know how some of some of us want to be like, oh no, I don't do nah. Tell that doctor everything so that you know what's going on. And that you, you know, you could be aware, you could be open and honest and get the help that you're supposed to have. And then actually being open and honest will help you determine if that's the right doctor for you. Your doctor shouldn't be judgmental. Your doctor should take the time to hear you out. You should not you be. You don't want to be like Condola and Lawrence and Issa, girl, because Condola wasn't trying to get pregnant. But she chose, but see, she chose to have that baby. That was a choice. At the end of the day, I deserve a choice. It's my body. I have Absolutely. a constitutional right. If motherfuckers got a constitutional right to run around here and not get vaccinated, then bitch, I got a constitutional right to pop that pussy, take the pussy to the doctor, push a baby out said pussy. I can do whatever I want with my pussy because it's my pussy. I can it is your it. choice. I can okay. tattoo it. I can do whatever the fuck. I, I can motherfucking, I can do a pussy cleanse. I can do all of that vaginal steam. I can put the motherfucking detox pearls in my pussy. I can do whatever I want with my pussy. Pussy, pussy popping. Pussy. So that one quick line is pussy your body, your choice. It's your body. You get to choose. Pussy popping on a handstand. Just know that in Texas, it might be just a little harder for you to choose within Texas. Girl, it is my right to pop that pussy and shake that ass. Pop, That's pop, my stay in the tri-state area because I don't know how to act anywhere else. I don't know the rules and regulations. I don't work with authority. So I stay my ass in the tri-state area. I'm oh, like, be, for, my bachelorette, for my bachelorette party, we not. All right, but I'm not, not going to live there. Tri-state area, and we're not going to live there. No, I vacation. I'll travel, okay, but I'm not going to live anywhere outside the tri-state area. Pop, pop that pussy, no. shake that ass. That's 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 my message for this for this podcast, ladies. Do whatever you want, but especially especially protect yourself if you don't want to have kids. Protect yourself. Preserve your right to choose because don't depend on a man. Because men, if given the opportunity, will always try to insert their penis into you raw. Okay. Let's be, let's, if you don't say nothing to a man, 
nine times out of 10, he will try to insert his raw meat into your vagina. And so if you don't want a baby, you got to protect yourself. Oh, on that side note, so y'all know California just passed a law that um, kind of outlaws and makes illegal you slipping off the condom and sex without during sex without consent. So, mm-hmm. yeah, ladies, protect mm-hmm. yourself because these ladies be slick. They be slick. Explains me why we would need to pass a law like common sense is consent is consent. But see, we have to pass a law because y'all do stupid shit, and this is no, what because niggas do why. dumb shit. So many men do that. They literally will start to have sex with a condom and then they hit it from the back or it's some, some shit where you can't see and they sneak and take it off. So that's, that's how is that of our responsibility? How is that our responsibility when we were tricked into some shit? Well, They're let me tell That's a separate aspect of consent. So yes, you are consenting to the sexual intercourse, and I am consenting to the use of a condom. I am not consenting to to take that condom coming off. Mm -hmm. So, yes, communicate. That's beyond the scope of my consent, bitch. Exactly. So do not do that. That, That's not what that is. So, see, there's levels to consent, so keep that in mind. And also, it's up to me to consent what I do with my body. (laughs) Once you leave that behind and it hangs out there and I convert it into a child, it's all mine. I get to decide because it's still in my body. That's See how that works? That's why I shot. Tell them. Once, once you eject it out of you, it's no longer yours. Mm-hmm. You left it behind at my house. Mm-hmm. It's like when you put out your trash, it's beyond the curtilage of your property. Yes, well, and they what? can easily once, search it. Once the, the semen leaves your shaft, <laughs> it is beyond the curtilage of your body. It is beyond the curtilage. It was ejected. This from is your not body. Legal advice. Do not use this in your argument. I've, listen, we don't give out no damn legal advice. Don't, 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 don't go to court. I saying, Nobody do ever not go to court talking about the sperm was beyond the curtilage of his body. I will I fucking laugh at you. I will laugh at you, bitch. I started this podcast off saying, bitch, I'm drinking Jameson and ginger ale. If your I'm dumb dead. ass want to listen to me. the cartilage with the left the shaft, though. I'm dead at bitch. <laughs> This is a cocktail. Oh, your dumb ass want to listen to me after I said the curtilage of your penis. That's on <laughs> you. Do not go to court. Do not, I do not want to hear that shit on the record, bitch. I will fucking die laughing when I read the minute. I will fucking die laughing. But listen, folks, it's been real. I motherfucking love you, Shy. Love you too. Boo. Thank you for this. Thank you for this conversation. I hope that we educated the ladies out here. As I said, and I will continue to say again because I just feel like saying it. You know, pop that pussy and shake that ass. Pop, pop that pussy and shake that ass. If that's you what you want to do. <laughs> but protect your uterus, protect your womb because these motherfuckers are trying to lease space, trying to rent space in your uterus and they ain't paid the deposit. They ain't paid first month's rent. Motherfuckers ain't paid no security. Motherfuckers is no, absolutely not, bitch. Protect yourself. Absolutely. Y'all have a good night, good day, whatever, whatever time you listen to this, enjoy yourself. It's going to be a blessed time. And yes, protect your womb. Mm-hmm.
And it's a wrap, folks. That was a lovely, lovely episode of Bar Study Podcast where we discuss love, love, libations. You can catch us on Instagram at Bar Study Podcast. And our email is barstudypodcast at gmail.com. And you can follow me at theratchetprofessional.com. And remember, folks, we do not give out legal advice. Good night.